Game Notes is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know jazz ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite part of this Game Time app, it is so easy. You can check out for tickets in two taps just tap tap emphasis on the tap tap just get out of there so quickly get tickets blink of an eye so easy to do so head to the app store or google play store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets Welcome to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. I'm your host, joined by Tony Jones, who is uh, chronicling the sky falling. Tony, let's just say, what a bunch of bums. Season's over. Wrapped it up. Um, all right, let's say this, okay? Get housed by the Lakers. Absolutely housed by the Lakers. Fine. That's as fine. We, as, as we as we predicted, right? That's we predicted fine. That. Yeah. That's fine. That's then they fine. come out. They come out, Tony, and they put it on the Memphis Grizzlies in that second quarter. Just put it on them. Yeah, there's no John Morant, but still, they put it on them. Just okay. dominated them, okay. right? Okay. Season's fixed, except uh, Monday night they they couldn't score against the Thunder. Now the Thunder are a decent team, <sighs> right? It's a decent mm-hmm. team, but. Uh, the Jazz scored 90 points against them. They're not that decent. 90 points. Okay, so do you know what this whole stretch reminds me of? You're supposed to say yes at this point. Well, no, because then, like, then you're going to say, all right, all right, what does it remind me of? Then I'm not going to have an answer. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, Tony, I don't know. You let me know. You Tony, tell me. Tony, you tell me what this reminds you of. Do you remember the movie... The perfect storm when they when when Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney tried to turn around the boat, they turned around mm-hmm. the boat and, mm-hmm. and, and they eventually and they eventually saw sunshine and they yeah. thought that they were going to live. But it turned out they were just only in the eye of the storm. <laughs> yeah, you got to follow that eye of the storm the whole way to shore. <laughs> and that is exactly <laughs> Right now, what the what what last night reminded me of because like we thought they had found some okay they got a few days of practice they came out they smoked Memphis everything looked fine again the offense looked good the defense was getting stops and it turned out it was they were just only in the eye of the storm and as George Clooney said they're not gonna let it out then the storm's not gonna let us out and then they all got swallowed up by the roadway. Well, OKC was the rogue way. <laughs> so they're done. Oh, that's right. They all died, right? Yeah, okay. I think they all okay, drowned, so, man. Like this is Okay, a- so that, that's where the analogy ends because nobody died and the season's not over. But that's the whole point. Like, I mean, the the problems that we all saw, they you know, we thought for a minute that we thought on Saturday that you know, those problems, some of those problems were were fixed and it just turned out to be a respite. How do you get outplayed by by a team on a back to back miss second best score 
missing three rotation players, three important rotation players, losing an hour of travel, and they're and really you, not you, that good you, to begin with. Yeah, and you've just been chilling, right? And you've just been chilling. Like, this is, to me, this is worse than the Lakers. This is worse than the Raptors. This is worse than the Sixers. Because at least those really? were that, yeah. Yes. There were built-in reasons for that. I mean, I, other than, you know, obvious bad play. There is no reason to lose at home to Oklahoma City by 14 points when it was, and essentially it was a 20-point game for most of the second half. There's just no excuse for that. It's, so, a, it's, it's an awful loss. So here's a funny thing. Now, there's a lot of noise in these numbers, right? But the but so take take this this number. I'm going to throw you uh, with a grain of salt, everybody. But all right, Mike Conley's net rating when he's on the court, the the Jazz when Mike Conley's on the court this year is plus two point six per one hundred possessions. Right, so they're a winning team. They're a winning team when Mike Conley's on the court, and that makes sense because he's been playing with all their best players, right? And they've and they're they still have a winning record on the season. So when he's playing a lot of minutes on a team that that wins more games than they lose. Um, having a positive net rating is going to make sense. So there is some noise in that, but when he's off the court, they're minus three point or three points per 100 possessions. So that's a swing of about five and a half points per 100 possessions from when he's on to when he's off. So when he goes into that game, granted, they shouldn't lose the way they lost, but this is a team that is better with Mike Conley on the court than without him on the court this year. Um, Well, he's their only point guard. Yeah. And like, even with him not playing well, he still defends well. And he still is a threat, even if he's not doing anything with being that threat, right? He's still a threat that the that the defense respects. So you are going to see a little bit of a drop off when he's out with this hamstring injury. But with all that said, like qualifiers aside, or even throw the qualifiers in there, this is still, man, that's a that's an ugly loss. It's really bad. There is there is no justifying it. That's for sure. There's there's no justifying. There's no just. Listen, if Oklahoma City comes out shoot 60% from three and the jazz are playing hard and they're doing all of the right things, but you know, okay. So just making a bunch of contested shots. You can, you're disappointed. That happens, but stuff like, like that happens when you don't show any resilience, when a team out hustles you, when a team outplays you, that's at a significant rest disadvantage and playing at elevation. Um, there's there's just no excuse for that. It was it was it was it was as bad a loss as I've seen the Jazz take in a long long time, and I'm I'm it's certainly the worst loss they've had this year, and I don't think any of those other losses are are close to to this loss. Um, it couldn't stop Dennis Schroeder. They never stopped Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder dropped forty one on them last year, or two years ago when he was with the Hawks. It was like a, it was like a one of those um, random March games, and you know everybody knew he was on his way out with the Hawks, and he comes in the event and he just dropped forty one. They never stopped Dennis Schroeder, but then they couldn't stop Shy Gilders Alexander. They couldn't stop Chris Paul, and those are their only three. Those were their only three offensive players last night, and they couldn't stop either one of them. Well, yeah, and like, look, I don't think Rudy played bad by any means, but I still think like, I know his stats are nice at 19 and 17, but I think, I think Steven Adams outplayed him. I don't think it was a, a see, that's the thing. Rudy is, 
is is really unique because he can have games like that last night when he was 19 and 17. Um, so, for example, last year, uh, season opener, he had 23 and 17 against uh, Willie Cauley Stein um, and the Sacramento Kings. And the Jazz ended up winning the game. Um, but I thought Willie Cauley Stein like, kicked his butt and I thought where he didn't play well. And Jazz fans were like, what are you talking about? He had 23 and 17. He had three or four blocks. I was like, no, nah, he didn't play well. He didn't really have the impact that he, you know, the, the, the kind of impact that he usually has. And then he could come out and have like two points and, in, in, you know, 10 rebounds um, and be by far the best player on the floor. And last night was one of those uh, examples where he put up really good numbers and he really just wasn't that good you know i didn't i didn't think he was that good i thought i i I think you're right i think adams outplayed him uh and and i you know and i think that rudy played a frustrated basketball game like he got frustrated and he stopped doing uh a lot of the stuff that that he's known for and i think that you know in a lot of ways that encapsulated last night you know the jazz started missing shots and they let those miss shots um affect them on the defensive end they stop getting stops and then once um you know once oklahoma city got it to 67 57 uh or 66 57 um they just ran away with it and and the jazz never threatened again ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market the ones that barely hit the shelves the answer is StockX a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kit, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, The price, you can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer. You go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's StockX.com slash B-Ball. Check it out today. Are you happy with Donovan Mitchell's uh, shot selection right now? Um, I think that he's taking okay shots. I think that you can't play him at the point because there are going to be a lot of zero pass possessions. Um, and I think right now, when you look at that and you look at Rudy, I think right now you can say that Mike Conley is currently the most important player on this roster when it comes to the jazz turning this around, because I think that Mike Conley needs to take control of this team. I think that he needs to say, not say this is my team, 
But I think on the floor, I think he's got to take the ball and get guys in the right spots, get guys the ball where they want it, want the ball. And because uh, right now I think the Jazz, the Jazz look like offensively, they look like a sailboat without a rudder. You know, they just they just look, you know, just kind of aimless. And and they need Conley. I think Conley needs to come in and just settle everything and organize everything. And, and I think the Jazz have to keep him healthy. And right now, it doesn't matter if Conley misses every shot. They just need his playmaking and they need his ability to get the ball to the right spots. And they need his ability to to uh, to to command, take command of the offense. I think that, that is the biggest thing that the Jazz are missing uh, right now um, structurally. Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at just some some lineup data and uh, and the, the lineup that they played the most this year is Conley. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. And it's funny looking at like what we think of the Jazz right now, but when we look at that lineup, um, and we're talking like you know 254 minutes of, of data here, they're plus 16.3 per 100 possessions. Like that's a dominant lineup, right? Yes, it's a dominant lineup, and yet like because of the injuries and everything, like they're just not able to play that right now. And I do wonder how much of it is just, yeah, get Conley back into the mix when his hamstrings. Okay. And this will look fine. And also the schedule over the next five is pretty easy. Like there's really, I, there is nothing easy when it comes to the jazz. Well, right that's now, well, Zach okay. Harper. in theory, in theory, if this wasn't a team of a bunch of bums, it would be easy because their next, their next five, Tony, like this is their next five. They got uh, at Minnesota Wednesday night. A uh, very winnable game because Minnesota also not playing well right now. They've lost like five in a row. Then they're home to the Warriors. Warriors suck. They're home to the Magic. Magic are okay, but they don't have Vucevic. I don't think he'll be back um, for that game. Then they're at Atlanta at Charlotte. That's a like that's a five and zero stretch to me, Tony. Or it should be a five and zero stretch. It is not a and five yet, and zero stretch. And yet, not the way they're playing. Right. That that is a three and two stretch at best. Ooh, wow. Wow. They lose what right now the way they're playing, they absolutely lose one of the two road games to, to Atlanta or, or Charlotte. Wow. There's really? a chance they, they there's a chance Both those teams aren't good. The, there's a chance they lose the home game to to Orlando because Orlando's gonna Orlando play can hard. Orlando's scrappy. Yeah. Orlando yes. like Orlando they're should gonna, it should be a win, but if Orlando beats you, even even when you're at home, that's I'm, not a terrible loss. Listen, I'm telling you right now. Well coached. I'm telling they're well coached. They play hard. Terrence Ross comes in, gets irrationally hot like he does. Yeah. And the Jazz fall apart and they lose by eight. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like right now, this is where we're at with so, jazz. So I know, I know, jazz so, fans aren't laughing at this, but can like, you do anything but laugh right now, Tony? Because like, to uh, me, it's just it's funny how it, it's comical how bad it's gotten. It's it's they got to figure. This is not going to be a one game fix. This is not going to be a two game fix. This is going to have to be. They're going to have to figure out how to play well night after night, and they haven't figured out how to. play play well night after night right now i think we can count on one hand out of 24 games that they played and they're 13 and 11 so actually props to them for being 13 and 11 for what i'm about to say oh boy they're 13 and 11 
I think we can count on one hand how many games they've actually played well in. Let, let's go through the schedule. Let's see how many games they actually play well. Okay, so we got uh, the, opening they, night win against the Thunder. They did not play well. Uh, next next game, they lost at the Lakers. There was no Bogdanovich, but uh, but they got housed in that game. Right. Third game, destroy the Kings. They they played well. They played exceptionally yeah. well. Yes. Next game, at Phoenix, win by one. So we got one game where they played well, right? Yeah. Okay, one, one out of three so far. They did not play well against Phoenix. They stole that at the end. I agree. They're at home. They beat the Clippers by 14. Um, I thought... They play. I thought they played okay, but the Clippers they didn't have it that night. Yeah, there was also no Kawhi. No, there's no Kawhi. No, there was no Kawhi. No Paul. Ah, I'm gonna say they played well. Okay, that's two. So we got two out of five so far. They lose at the Kings. Right. They They lose at the lose at the Clippers. They Uh, uh, they were okay in that game. Actually, they just lost it at the end. Yeah, but we're talking good games, right? Right. They didn't play well. They played. They played okay. So we're still at two. Um, they beat Philly at home by two. They played well. So we're at three. They beat Milwaukee at home by three. That that was their best game of the season, probably. Wow. Okay. So, all right, we're up to four. Four out of nine games so far. Then they yes. go in and they take down the Warriors by 14 in San Francisco. Okay. Just keep passing. Keep scrolling. Uh, they beat the Nets at home by five. They were housed in the first half. And they came back. They came. They played well for a half. Yeah. Um, they lose at Memphis. They lose or they lose at home to Minnesota. Uh, they go into Minnesota and and win, which I I actually didn't think they, they played well in that game. They didn't play well. They played a great yeah. fourth quarter. Right. In fact, they didn't even play a great fourth quarter. No, they the Minnesota just stopped hitting minutes. shots. Right. Like, yeah, they, and, and, <laughs> and I think Minnesota just didn't. I don't know that it was the Jazz so much as the Wolves just wolfsed. Like I, I, thought, I, I thought that the Jazz played a terrific last six minutes of that game. Um, all right. They they beat the Warriors at home. Keep scrolling. Warriors they, don't count. They, they beat the Pelicans at home. Pelicans don't count either. Pelicans uh, don't count. They lose at Milwaukee. I actually thought they, they played well. They in played game. well in that game. Yeah. So that's five. So we're five of the first. We're five of the first 17 games. They Oh, they got killed in Indiana. God, they did not play well in that game. They win in Memphis, but I didn't think they played well. They were down 15 at the half. Keep scrolling. <laughs> they got destroyed by Toronto. They got destroyed by the Sixers. They got destroyed by the Lakers. They they handled the Grizzlies. They played well in that game. And then they got yes. they got embarrassed by the Thunder last night. So we're at six So they games. have played 24 games, and they have played well in six of them. Tony, that's not good. That is not good. Tony, what's happening? Six out of twenty-four. This? They can't. They just can't make sure. Well, well, if you if you look at that, if you look at if if you look at that, and you take that into account, how the hell is this team thirteen and eleven? You know what's insane to me? I don't know how they're how they're hitting thirty-eight percent of their threes, which is fourth in the league. When I feel like every time I check, they went twenty-five percent from three in a game. Because they have, because listen, because they they go through these wild swings, okay, yeah, okay, where, where they go like six for twenty four from three, but yeah. then the next it really game, is a piece they, of famine. they go like fifteen for twenty nine. So they need to go like ten for twenty six every game, um, or eleven for twenty six. Man, okay, so. 
are, are the turnovers ever going to get fixed? Well, they will if if Conley comes in and stops and doesn't turn the ball over. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at lineup data where they ju- where Gobert and, and Joe Ingles are in the game together, right? And it's a it's a great defensive rating, but it's a horrible offensive rating, and it's mostly because they turn the ball over 16 percent of the time, which is very high. That's one of the, like that's one of the worst in the league. Okay, uh, so th- this is uh, along those lines. This is what I'm I'm suspecting is going to happen, and I don't have confirmation of this. Um, and obviously, Quinn is definitely not going to talk about this. Um, but I suspect that when Mike Conley comes back, I suspect Dante Exum and Emmanuel Moutier will be largely out of the rotation. I think that makes sense. I um, think I think that they are going to go with uh, Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles as their primary ball handlers for the second unit. Yeah. Uh, so so when they so when you have Gobert, Ingles, and Mike Conley on the court together, the offense is a little over three points per 100 possessions better. Defense is a little worse, but the turnovers cut down to 15.1 percent, which is still not good. But you're moving in the right direction. If you if you stagger Joe Ingles for Mike Conley, you can play Joe Ingles the a, 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 a lot of minutes with Rudy Gobert, and then you can have Conley come in and play with the second unit with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I think that's and what you, have you to can, do. And then you can bring Joe Ingles back with Gobert. And and have him in the game with Gobert. Yeah. So so the defense has not been good in this lineup, but the full lineup of Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Gobert. Um, the offense is up to 109.4 points per 100 possessions, but the defense is at 108. So they're not defending well. But the turnovers are down to 12.8 percent. And you do have you have two finishers in that in that lineup with Gobert at the rim, obviously, and then Bogdanovich is, is a finisher in the sense that that he he will let it fly. Right? He's not putting it on the ground um, and possibly turn it over. Like you pass to him, he's going to let it fly. And then they have three playmakers with with. Ingles, Conley, and then Donovan Mitchell to a lesser extent. And that, that turnover percentage drops to 12.8%. That is good. That's a good, like they're not shooting great and they're not defending, but that is, that is a, that, that's kind of the mix I think you want. And that, and look, you lose a lot by taking Royce O'Neal out of the lineup, but that may be, that may be the balance that they have to figure out moving forward is how to get that five to defend and to keep the turnovers low. Well, I don't think they're going to take Royce on the other lineup, but I do think that they're going to try to put Joe Ingles um, on the floor with Rudy Gobert as much as possible. Yeah, because because I mean we've discussed this a little bit before, but the Donovan Gobert connection is just not really. It there. just is not is not working. And the thing about Donovan right now, Donovan is just like. Yo, I'm the best player on the floor. I'm just going to go get buckets. Like, that's his mentality. And, you know, I think that if if that's the mentality and that's fine, you just got to have a point guard on the floor with him. Yeah. Because if he's going to be the point guard, nobody else is touching the ball. And that's the thing. Like, Donovan's been good, right? It's not like he hasn't been good. It's just we're not seeing – 
I don't think we're seeing the the maximizing of what he can be this year. I'm not even talking like his potential down the road or anything like that. I'm just saying of what he can be within this lineup right now. Right. I do think he's playing a little selfish. I think he's, you know, I, I wouldn't say selfish. I think that he he knows what he knows, which is go take over. And his his thing with taking over is I'm gonna go get buckets. And I'm gonna score. Yeah, but when the defense knows that that's what you're gonna do. Right. And that that's that's the issue, that's, right? That's where I right. think it's selfish in that he's look, I don't think he's a guy that's like, I don't want to pass to anybody, just give me the ball. I think he's highly confident, and there's a reason he's highly confident. But when the defense then knows that that confidence is gonna take over, you have to have a counter to it. And I don't think he's using that counter nearly enough. There are so there are a couple plays. I so you know what defenses are doing right now? They are, and and watch the Jazz, watch and see if it doesn't happen at least once tomorrow night. When Donovan runs pick and roll with Rudy Gobert or whoever he runs pick and roll with, they are crashing. Defenses are starting to crash the weak side guy down. They're crashing the strong side wing guy or the weak side wing guy down on Donovan from behind because they know he's not passing the ball out to the wing. Yeah. So his floaters and, and when he pulls up, he's pulling up and he's, he's, he's ending up having a, a strong contest from behind because those guys are accurately predicting that he's not going to, 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 to read, to make the read. He's not going to make a read and, 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 and swing the ball out to the open wing. And that's tough, man, because it, it, it like he just has to do it a few times. Right. And now you create right. hesitation and now you create the space you need to where he can dominate. Like, and I mean, and I mean that. I mean dominate. Yeah. You definitely have to adjust. And Donovan's been good this year. Um, you know, I don't I don't he hasn't had that real one, you know, like last year he had the 47 point performance against Giannis. He hasn't had that performance. But he's been good. He's been, like, I think he's, I mean, I think he's been Utah's best offensive player. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's he's been, you know, he's so good off the dribble. And that's the thing with Donovan. Like, he's so good at what he does. And, and you know, he, he accurately thinks that he can get anywhere off the dribble that he wants to at any point. But he's got to start making the reads when he gets to wherever he wants to go and start making him himself more unpredictable because right now he's a bit predictable. Yeah. And it's hurting his efficiency. And the reason he was so good to start the season is he was doing everything he usually does, but he was just, he was a lot more efficient and some of that's Conley being out, right? Like some of that's Conley being out, but um, I just, I think it's a decision-making right now that he's just not excelling at. Um, Man, I, you really think three and two right now over these next five? I mean, like I think I think they beat Minnesota Wednesday night in Minnesota. I'm I'm not after what I saw last night. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not going to give that game to the. I'm not going to give that game to the Chaz after what the, I saw. The last two the last two games, uh, the Wolves played Phoenix and they played the Lakers and they've been on a road trip. But the last two games, Robert Covington has played. The worst defense I've ever seen him play. Uh, see, lethargic, slow, bad positioning, bad calling out of coverage. Like he, like 
it's funny, like people were killing Cat the other night for when Anthony Davis went for 50, but almost all of those came against Robert Covington. And they, and like, I want to say like 10 came on fast breaks because Covington just didn't get back. Like he just didn't get back. It, it was just a straight rim run to Anthony Davis. I don't know what's going on with Covington right now, but he is playing some of the worst defense I've ever seen him play. And if that continues against the Jazz, this team's going to get lit up. Well, I will say this. I, you know, I just think the Jazz right now are in such a stretch where I, I, you know, they sh- there are games that they should win that I just I just can't give them. Like Friday night against the Warriors, they have no choice but to win that game because Yo, the Warriors, if they that, if they that lose that game, that Warriors team, man. I was watching I was watching the Grizzlies Warriors game last night and. There was a point where, and God bless him, because Bob Fitzgerald, you know, he's he's being told to sell this this garbage right now, and he's <laughs> and so the Grizzlies like were kind of hot from three, right? Like Valanciunas hit a couple against them, like they're kind of they're kind of hot from three. But he, but Fitz goes goes the law of averages is going to hit Memphis. I promise you. Like to, I don't even know who he's talking to at this point. Is he talking to the Warriors fans listening, like or watching the game? Like I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know if he's trying to talk himself into it. I don't know if he's talking to the Warriors themselves. I don't know who he's talking to. But he's just like, don't get. Hey, this isn't gonna last all game. And then it did last all game. And it was like, all right, man. Like your team's just bad. It's okay. It's okay that they're bad. The Warriors are bad enough that the Jazz are gonna win that game. No, almost regardless of what they do. Wow. Um, See, but but Minnesota's not that bad. Like, Minnesota's not that bad, but they've been in a bad way lately. So you got two teams that are in a bad way. Yeah, and what normally it would make sense of like, well, the team that is at home will have the advantage, except no one goes to Wolves games. It's going to be a mausoleum in there. It's not like they're going to have any home court advantage other than they were in their own bed the well, night before. Let, let's, 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 let's put it like this. If, if the Jazz were playing at least, if the Jazz were only, playing average basketball like you could probably pencil in six of their next seven games because they have because you know they have the Timberwolves and then they have the Warriors then they have the Magic at home off like four days of rest yeah um then they have the Hawks then they have the Hornets then they have a tough one against against the Heat at the end of that road trip and then they have the home to Portland who's not then they have right they they're home to Portland Okay, so if they were playing average basketball, they would be favored in six of those seven seven games. Yes. But right now, after what you after what I have seen, the only games out of that that you can probably safely say that they probably win is that you can safely say they win are the Warriors, the Hawks, or the Warriors and the Hawks. That's it, man. The way Come the Jazz, are, the way on. the Jazz are playing, that Hornets team is so bad. The way the Jazz are playing, the Hornets can beat them. The way the Jazz are playing, the Magic no. can beat them. The Orlando the off by, Orlando off by. No man, come on. The, the way the Jazz are playing, the Timberwolves can beat them. Oh man, tomorrow, tomorrow night. The way they're playing, all three of those teams can beat them. Now, if the Jazz come out and play well. They beat all three of those teams. Sure. But if they play like they played last night, they lose all three of those teams. Tony, I'm making no a question. prediction. I'm making a prediction. And then Trey Young, even Trey Young is capable of going for 40 against the Jazz the way they're playing right now. Of course, but the no one else on that team can help him. Vince Carter had 17 last night. 17 what? 
point. I'll get out of here. Just saying. Tony, I'm going to make a prediction. When the Utah Jazz go into Miami on December 23rd, you know what's what's happening? What's happening? They're riding a five-game win streak. That's the prediction. Five and zero oh over the ne- next five games. Five and zero. Oh. It's certainly five and oh. If the Jazz pull their heads out and start playing basketball and start defending, whether they make or miss shots, and start passing the ball around, and you know, start being resilient, that's certainly possible. But it's the not Jazz even, it's team not that just we saw possible. last night. It's not just possible, Tony. It's a guarantee. This is a game notes guarantee. So you're guaranteeing, you're guaranteeing that the Jazz are going to be 18 and 11 going into Miami. 18 and 11. And you know what? I'm not saying it yet. They might even win that game in Miami. I'm more confident that the Jazz will play well against Miami than they than than I am that they will play well against the Hawks, the Hornets, the the Wolves. Tony, the, the Hawks, the Hawks are in like historically bad defense territory right the now. The Jazz, the Jazz, the Jazz have played well when they have had sufficient rest. They have played well against the good teams. They don't have any good teams in this next five stretch. <laughs> But they played horribly against Orlando. The best of the bunch. But they played hardly horrible against the bad teams. Yeah, I mean they've already gone into Minnesota and won once this year. And that Minnesota team was playing a lot better than this Minnesota team is. They they played five good minutes against Minnesota, and they they, and they stole the game. Historically, against the Wolves, that's all it takes is five good minutes. I got to tell you, our last two podcasts have been epic. They're incredible, man. <laughs> incredible. What's your prediction? You're saying three and two? I'm, I'm telling five and no, oh, man. Lock it in. You know what? Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going three and two. I think they lose tomorrow. Wow. I think they win. I think they win Friday. I think they win next Tuesday. The Magic. Close one. And I think they, and I think that they somehow find a way to lose one of the Hawks and the Hornets. Man, those teams are so bad, though, Tony. If if they go five and zero, oh, if they go five and zero, oh, they like I said, they are certainly capable of going five and zero oh because they are so much better than all of these teams. Of course, <laughs> of course they are, Tony. What? This is a horrible stretch of games. Like, they are just so much better. They're just so much no, better than no, all these they, games. Think about – all right, let's extend this even more, right? All right, so they got those next five. Then they're at Miami. Like, they should, they should win six of their next seven without, so, without sweating. Right, and then they're home to Portland. Then they're at the Clippers. And then after that, this is the schedule. Home yeah, to Detroit, this, at Chicago, yeah. at Orlando, at New Orleans, home to the Knicks, home to the Hornets, at Washington. Like, they, they – I like mean, they're gonna, they're gonna go on a they run. Should be, they should go on a run here. They like they should, but they just lost. To, they just lost the OKC missing Danilo Gallinari, Terrence Ferguson, and Hami Diallo playing. They were playing at elevation. They were playing a back to back. Tony they over lost these next an hour with travel. Tony over these next fifteen games. 
they are going to win 12 of those games. So you're saying they're going to lose to the Heat, the Clippers, and they're going to lose. I, they, might, they might even lose like at Orlando. I can see at Orlando because I think by then Vucevic should be healthy. They'll be playing well. I think they'll lose at Orlando. See, but 12, other than that, 12, and 12, three, 12 and 3 will put them at 25 and 14. That's good, man. Everything will be bad. They, if, they're, if they're 25 and 14, they're they're fourth in the West. Here's the thing. If they're 25, if they are 25 and 14 on January 13th, I don't want to have to pay for a meal in Salt Lake City this year. I got, got you. So listen, whether it's so you, when, whether it's the fans, whether it's the stretch, ownership so when, of Pretty of Bird, I don't care. Days. I want I want of, a free Pretty Bird sandwich. At the end of that stretch is Washington, right? Yeah. You can even stretch that even a little further because, like, even the like all the way up until they get Houston at home or yeah. or Dallas at home, maybe Dallas at home. I mean, it's just it's just nothing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's at Brooklyn, at New Orleans, home to the Kings, home to the Pacers would be tough, and then at Warriors. Like, so that's another twenty. So that's twenty games. I'll say sixteen and four in those twenty games. They they should like they should. Yeah. Like even even so put them at what twenty nine fifteen. That's the thing. That's the thing, Tony. They don't even have to play good basketball during the stretch. Just not <laughs> abomination. Just not like last night. <laughs> and then like, but see, that's the thing because that'll be window dressing because they could like still be playing C plus basketball and they'd be like, well, you know, they're twenty nine and fifteen. Yeah. It, it's but but if that gets them the confidence, right? So right. they could be playing C plus basketball. But but when the wins start coming in, now granted that can that can you know kind of justify some bad habits. But I do think I do think they'd be moving in the right direction, not just record wise, but in terms of basketball play. And that gives them confidence. And confidence, you know, confidence is a is a hammer you can you can. They need to figure out because they just don't sound they, confident. At they this have point. to they have to play at a certain level every night. Right now, because right now, okay, so let this is the difference between right now between the Los Angeles Lakers and everybody else. The Los Angeles Lakers, right? Like, I watched every minute of that Minnesota game on Sunday, the Lakers in Minnesota, and the Lakers played with their food for like 40 minutes of that game. Oh, they should have won that game by 50. They played like they just they putzed around for 40 minutes. They turned it on for eight minutes, and they still blew them out. And that's the Lakers right now. Like, the Lakers right now and, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks, both of those teams, but the Bucks don't putz around as much as the Lakers do. Both of those teams right now are good enough that they only got to play 10 good minutes of basketball, and they're smacking teams every night. The Clippers are not that, 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 aren't at that level. They got to play a half a good basketball, Right. Right. The Jazz right now got to play at least three quarters of good basketball. Yeah, the Lakers are in a mode where like they really like it's not quite Warriors level, right? But they really only need like eight good minutes. Yeah, and they, they, and they can dominate they, you. They get eight good minutes, you know, where they're like plus fifteen in those eight minutes, and the game is over. Yeah. Right, and the and the Jazz right now, the like the Jazz aren't obviously they're not at that level right now, but if if they go out in this stretch of 20 games and they play even a half a good basketball in most of those 20 games, they're going to win most of those games. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, 
five and zero over the next five. Lock it in. It is We're a game see. notes podcast lock right here on the athletic. Uh, for Tony Jones, I'm Zach Harper, Rob Lopez producing. Thanks for subscribing to Game Notes. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Leave a review. Um, that helps us with with all that stuff, the ratings and the reviews. And uh, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, what are you doing? You got to read Tony's work. Yeah, you got to read my power rings. You got to read Tony's coverage of the jazz. Like, how are you listening to this podcast? You're not Christmas, reading Tony's work. Christmas is coming. Get a get, yeah. get your get you. your family and friends. Get your Gift it to yourself. Yeah. Just do it. Just, Just do, do it, it, man. And keep us employed.